When I was born again in 1975, I just didn't know anything. I had no idea what it meant when I would read being crucified with Christ, when I read the statement Paul made. I had no idea what that meant. I'm going to talk about what it means to be crucified with Christ. In Galatians 2.20, the Apostle Paul says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. We are born into this earth by the will of man, by the flesh of man. And as little babies, we have the nature of man, the nature of the flesh. When we are born again, we are given a new heart and a new spirit so that we are no longer under the power of the flesh if we choose to follow the Spirit of God. So we have a choice and we have a power in us, a power of God in us so that we can make a choice as to whether we're going to follow the flesh or the spirit. And we keep the flesh crucified with Christ by yielding to the Spirit of God because they're exactly opposite. The flesh wants us to hate the person. The Spirit wants us to go another way, often praying for that person to have what that person needs because people get tired and they kind of blow up and they lose their temper. Many people are not born again, and they don't know anything but following the flesh, sort of like I have a cat, and it just reacts. But we who are of God have the nature of God in us now, and we can control this flesh. I was baptized in water when I was about 15 at a church of Christ. I wasn't born again until... I was about 37. Then after I was born again, after God spoke to me and changed me and gave me a new heart and a new spirit, I had gone on a buying trip. I owned a little business at that time, and I got on a buying trip. And just as the plane started to land, I heard from God, be baptized. My cousin, who was Church of Christ, was picking me up at the plane to take me out to buy merchandise for my business. And I said to her, Jean, if you can set it up this afternoon at church, I'll be baptized. And she said, but you've already been baptized. I said, yes, but I wasn't born again. And now I'm born again, and I hear from God, by the Spirit of God, be baptized. She said, well... Okay. And as we drove along, I was on fire for things of God. And I talked to her about God. I talked to her about things God had done with me. And she at one point said, well, I really believe you are a Christian. I just don't see how you can be one. (laughs) She didn't understand being born again. 
As the minister lowered me into the water that afternoon, I heard from the Holy Spirit these words, This is like being buried with Christ. As I came out of the water, I heard, This is like being raised with Christ. I still didn't know what it meant to be crucified with Christ. Being crucified with Christ means that at the time we're born again, God gives us a new heart and a new spirit. We still have the nature of man, but we don't have to go that way. We now have a power over our own nature, and we can control what we do by following the Spirit of God, and that is being crucified with Christ. The natural man, one we are born with, the works of the flesh are these. Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft. Now, witchcraft really means following superstitions. Hatred. Variance, which means to vary with another person, to debate. Emulations. Emulation is to try to rise above another person. You try to dress better than another person. You try to look outstanding. You sometimes compete with other people on your physical appearance. Or it could be striving to be better than they are at work or at school. Competition. That is what Emulation means is to try to rise above another person, outdo the other person. Wrath is a work of the flesh. Wrath is wanting to see that person get what's coming to him. Strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such like. And Paul says, Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, They which do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. There is another way for us to live, and we have the power of God in us to cause us to live that way if we choose to do so. As humans, we're not the same every day. Some days we're too tired, and we become snappy with other people, angry with them. We're too short with them. We wish we hadn't said that. There is a way to control that. And if your friend or your mate is having a bad day and is tired, snappy with you, you can either react to your mate with anger or your friend with anger and snap back, or you can pray for your friend or mate. You recognize when the other person is having a bad day and not the right spirit or mood. Just start praying for that person, asking God to help that person. This makes all the difference when you do that. Now, normally, if flesh gets riled up, it reacts and then other flesh reacts. And it reminds me of our animals. 
because my cat will be asleep someplace in the bedroom and one of the other cats comes in and sometimes they just really rile up against each other and they slap at each other and they growl and they hiss and they do all those things and then they have a little spat and then one of them goes off and goes to sleep or something. The best thing I've found to do is when you recognize that other person is not exactly right that day, just start praying for that person. If we get overly tired, we're likely to find a negative reaction, a negative effect on the spirit, on the way we act, and we don't want that. So Jesus warns us about surfeiting, which means overindulgence. Luke 21, verse 34, And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting, which is overindulgence in something. It could be too much shopping. It could be too much television, too much of anything, and you're tired and worn out. Take heed to yourselves. Control that. Sometimes you push yourself, you've got a certain number of things on your list, and they don't all have to be done. But you think, oh, I can do this one more thing. I can do this one more thing. And sometimes you do too many things, and then you're in a weakened condition. And at that time, the devil rises up and attacks you, or your own flesh gets out of control and starts being snappy with people because you're just not under control. So he warns us, take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life. And so that day come upon you unawares. He's talking about the last days. But we have to watch what we're doing. If we're too tired, we can really make mistakes and upset everything. But there's another thing that we need to watch also, and that's just to keep the flesh under control. Paul told us that he that runs a race knows he has to control himself. And he said that he runs the race to win, keeping his own flesh under, keeping it under control to win this race. And that we should too. Live each day keeping that flesh under the control of the Spirit of God. Not letting yourself be tempted to do too many things. Those things that we think we have to do, usually we don't have to do. So being crucified with Christ, we control the flesh by choosing to go in the way of God. Galatians 5, verses 19 through 21. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such like. Paul says, of the which I tell you before, As I have also told you in time past, they that do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. 
We are born again, and now we are servants of God. We once served the world and our own flesh, but now that we belong to God, we're servants of God. We're changed, changed by God. And we control the flesh by choosing to go in the way of the Spirit. When the person snaps at you, you can choose to react or you can go in the way of the Spirit of God, which is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. That's listed for us in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, 23. But it's a deliberate choice. If we react by our flesh, this is going to be the wrong way to go. But if we stay under the control of the Spirit, keeping our own flesh dead with Christ, that we live to God, choosing not to do that, choosing not to tell that person off as our flesh wants us to do. Instead, we can pray for that person. A helpful scripture is 1 Corinthians 10.13. There is no temptation taken you except that which is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. You have to choose the way to escape when God brings you the way to escape. If you are married and attracted to someone else of the opposite sex, this is normal. But God won't let you be tempted above that you're able, but will make a way to escape. So you just call out to God, please help me. Show me what to do. He's not going to show you to go to bed with the other person. He's going to show you somehow or other to avoid the situation you have put yourself in. Same thing on fornication. At the time of sexual intercourse, the two become one flesh, Paul says. Even if you have sex with a harlot, he warns the men, the two become one flesh at the time of sexual intercourse, so don't do this. Flee fornication. And he says, every sin is without the body. But he who commits fornication sinneth against his own body. And you do become one flesh. That's in 1 Corinthians 6, approximately verse 18, maybe verse 15 through 18. So you can look at that. Call on God for help in the midst of temptation. Don't put yourself in a situation, if you can avoid it, where these things are likely to rise up. Same thing with idolatry and superstitions and hatred and variance and emulation. I've been with people lots of times at dinner where they would raise a glass to toast each other and to wish each other well. I don't participate in that. 
when they see I'm not raising a glass to do this, they don't pay attention to me. They just ignore me. You can avoid some of these things because now we belong to God and we are not like we used to be. We've been changed by God. But this is what basically it means being crucified with Christ. In Romans chapter 6, there's one scripture I'd like us to look at. Start at verse 3. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized unto his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Therefore, we depend upon God to help us and raise us up from the temptation or the flesh, the way of the flesh, and to give us strength as needed. We call on God in those times. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man, the natural man, is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. It doesn't have the power over us that it once had. Verse 7, for he that is dead is free from sin. Take control over your life through God, through that power of God that is in us, the Holy Spirit, following His way as you live this day on this earth and tomorrow. Thank you for allowing me to speak this to you today.